Hello, and welcome to the Every Believer a Witness podcast, the podcast that's dedicated to helping ordinary people like me and like you begin or get better at sharing the good news of our Lord Jesus Christ. Today is the first day that we're actually shooting our uh, podcast on video rather than getting audio podcasts. So you may be riding down the road listening to this, and I would encourage you because of the content in today and the next one or two sessions especially to go home and also get on your computer and look at these. Because what we're doing today is we're going to be doing a review of the three key elements of Every Believer Witness, sharing the good news with your testimony, sharing the good news with your thanksgiving, and sharing the good news through tracks. And we talked about these before, and I hope you listened to them, but whether you did or not, we're going to talk about them and use a little different examples of it and give you some visual illustrations as well. So I hope that you'll both listen to it and watch it as we get into it. Now, you'll remember we've stressed again and again the easiest, simplest, and I'm convinced most biblical way to share the good news of Jesus is when we do it in the vehicle, the package of our own personal story. In other words, obviously, the Scripture's Word of God. We want to move into using Scripture, uh, using the Bible, but we're looking at sitting at the ball field watching your children or your grandchildren play sports. Or as I'm looking out in my backyard and all the leaves that need to be raked and talking to a neighbor during the time that we're out there or stand at the bus stop or riding to lunch with a coworker. And so we're, we're tailoring sharing your story in those kind of settings to make it not sound so spiritual. I tell people all the time, sharing a testimony in church to professing believers is entirely different from sharing my testimony with my neighbors and friends that don't know Jesus and don't go to church. I want to use simpler terminology, and I want to not sound as spiritual with them. And so remember, when it comes to sharing your testimony, the three basic elements that I didn't develop, but we see it in the Apostle Paul in the New Testament, is to first talk about my life before I met Jesus. And rather than talk about growing up in church and, and uh, learning the Bible or things like that, this part of my story, this part of your story, is all secular. So talk about where you grew up, talk about your family, do you have brothers and sisters, do you fight, do you fuss, do you get along? Uh, was your home peaceful? Was it a chaotic home? Um, did you like school? Did you like sports? These kind of things. In other words, I'm giving people, you're giving people a biographical description of my life before I met Jesus, but I don't mention the words Bible, God, church, Jesus. I just talk about not Dennis the evangelist, not Dennis the follower of Jesus, but just Dennis the person. And after we do that, and of course, this is going to be different for every person. And this is the beauty of a testimony. You don't have to memorize anything. It's, it's my life story. It's your life story. And we simply share that. And so this part of my story is only going to go up until the time that I actually trusted Jesus. So I trusted Jesus when I was 31 years old. So this part of my story goes all the way to 31. You may have trusted Jesus Christ when you were nine. 
If that's the case, this is only going to go up to 9 or 17 or 48 or 7 or whatever date you came to faith in Christ. And then after we talk about my life before I met Jesus, we talk about how I came to accept Jesus into my life. And this is where we start our spiritual journey. And, and we talk about how we became exposed to the gospel and, and how we actually responded to the gospel and received Jesus Christ. So whereas the first part, my life before, is all secular, this part is really all spiritual in the sense it relates around the gospel. And remember, really key element, when I'm sharing my story, when you're sharing your story, we have to be sure we share the gospel. Now, the gospel is broad, but Paul gave us the gospel in a nutshell. In other words, if we were to define the gospel, we'd say gospel, which of course literally means just good news, and it is good news. How did the, does the Bible, how did God have Paul, use Paul to describe the gospel? Here's what he said. Now I would remind you, brothers, of the gospel I preached to you, that Christ died for our sins in accordance with the scriptures, that he was buried, that he was raised on the third day according to the scriptures. And we don't have to quote it. I, I, I like to exaggerate it and say, we don't want to say, uh, and that's what I learned, 1 Corinthians 15, 1, 3. And, you don't have to do that. And you don't have to quote the verse, but I don't want to just say, I trusted Jesus, or I got saved, or I walked an aisle, or I did this, or I did that. We want to be sure we talk about my mother, my father, my friend, the preacher, uh, had taught me that Jesus had died for my sins uh, and, and all the sins of everybody. And after they killed him and buried him, God raised him from the dead. And, and so we want to share the gospel, not just that he died, praise his name, but that he also rose from the dead. Because that's the element that sets the good news of Jesus apart from every other would-be uh, religious leader or sect or religion. So, be sure you share the gospel. And the reason why is because the gospel is where the power is. Now, let me get your attention. Don't miss this. Don't miss this. You have to have this burned into your mind and your heart. We so often erroneously think that the ability to see someone respond to the gospel is how well I present it or how winsome I am. Now, don't make a mistake. We want to present it well. And we want to be winsome, not turn people off. But the fact is, the power is not in the way I present the gospel. The power is in the gospel. Paul said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel because it's the power. So it's not about how outgoing you are. It's not about how intelligent you are. It's not about how old you are. It's not about how long I've been saved. Uh, it's not about I've memorized the presentation. It's about the gospel. So be sure when you share how I came to receive Jesus, you share the gospel. Because apart from that, we're just telling people a story and certainly a story that cannot change their lives. And then remember the third part of a story is my life since Jesus came in. And the Bible's very clear that when Jesus, God in the flesh, when the God of this universe comes into my life, your life, things are going to change. In fact, the real proof 
of being a follower of Jesus is not that that you go to church. It's not that uh, you you do this, you do that, or I do this, or I do that. The proof that I'm a follower of Jesus is that my life has been changed. And so when you talk about your life since Jesus came in, talk about the first immediate life change that happened. Uh, It might be, for example, for me, I went from being an immoral person to a moral person. My wife was a very moral person before, but she said, wow, now I can read the Bible and understand it. She said, wow, now I don't have any doubts. I know I'm going to go to heaven when I die. Uh, Other people have talked about various life changes from from changing from being a selfish person to not as selfish. Now, we're not talking about perfection. We're talking about an obvious life change. Maybe it's a new piece that you didn't have before. But whatever it is, be sure there's been a life change because reality is if there's not been a life change, then the likelihood is you've never been born again. You may be a wonderfully good person, a pleasant, a likable person, a faithful person in church. But the fact is, when the God that spoke the universe into place comes into your life, things are going to change. So talk about that first immediate change, but then go back to life stuff. Talk about where you went to college if you did, what did you do for a living, how did you meet your spouse? And then in my life since Christ, your life since Jesus came in, talk about one of the greatest challenges you've ever faced. Financial problems, health problems, relationship problems, whatever it may be. And brag on God that he got you through this. So you talk about the raw emotions, the hurt, the pain that you felt. But then you talk about the fear, the anxiety. But then you talk about how God gave you victory or brought you through this. See, when I share my testimony, when you share your testimony like this, my life before I met Jesus, all secular, how I came to accept Jesus into my life, all spiritual, my life since Jesus came in, life change, but then mostly life stuff. You know, how long I've been living here, all these kind of things and brag on God for how he's continued to work in your life. When I do that, when you do that, then we can say to our friend, tell me about you, Sally. Tell me about you, Tommy. And so we're really letting the person know about us and in the middle, giving them the gospel. And the fact is, many times believers say, we don't know lost people. We're just, we just don't, not around lost people a lot, but the fact is we are around tons of people that really have never had a relationship with Jesus Christ. We work with them. We go to school with them. We uh, go to the grocery store with them. We go to the ball field with them. We go to the lake with them. We play golf with them. We, there are a multitude of things we do, and so we want to be intentional um, about sharing the good news of Jesus and the, the, the easiest, simplest, I'm convinced most biblical way is to do it in the vehicle, the package of our own personal story. So here's my encouragement to each one of you and to myself this week. Intentionally look for an opportunity to share your story. In fact, let me give you one possible opening. You know, you might say to someone, I've been... Uh, I've been listening to this guy, Dennis Nunn, talk about how to share what God's done in your life. 
And I like to use that, by the way, share what God's done in my life rather than saying share my testimony or witness. So uh, try this this week. When you're in a situation where you have just a couple of minutes, just tell your friend, say, uh, would you do me a favor? I've been, I've been listening to this guy, Dennis Nunn, talk about how sharing what God has done in your life. And boy, he's done a lot in my life. And he was encouraging us to just take a couple of minutes and share with somebody we knew this week what God had done in our life. Can I do that? Would you, would you give me just a couple of minutes that I could share with you what God's done in my life? I encourage you. Let's be intentional. Remember, witnessing, sharing Jesus is an obedience issue. As we've seen before, if we're not sharing, then we're really not following Jesus because he said, if you follow me, I'm gonna make you fishers of men. So remember, don't worry about the results. Don't be concerned. When you finish sharing your story this week, just say, thank you very much. Trust the Holy Spirit to speak to them about what happens in the follow-up. And in the next few videos, you're going to learn more about following up with your story. If this podcast has been a blessing to you, I want to encourage you. Get it, put it on your Facebook, put the link, encourage your friends, let your fellow church members know, because we want to help every believer become a witness. God bless you.